Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined once again this week by best friend of the podcast, Derek from college. Derek, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm great. I am uh, doing pretty well this week. Pretty fine? Yeah, doing pretty, pretty fine. How is your, uh, how's your week? I mean, honestly, nothing really has been going on. Okay. Stuff's opening back up, so I don't have to yell at people about masks anymore, which is kind of <laughs> nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, generally, other than that, things have just been kind of fun. We're prepping for um, – so the beer shop is prepping for its 10th anniversary this weekend. Okay. So I've been getting in just giant deliv- giant amounts of beer deliveries and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'll be popping that off. I won't be working on the Saturday it's happening. Um, so we'll see what my, my rest of my week looks like. But uh, Jenna, this week so far has been pretty, pretty mellow, my man. Good, good. Um, that's, yeah. that's, uh, it's good to hear. It's interesting. Um, the mask thing is funny because uh, uh, if people who aren't in California don't know, um, oh, yes. our, uh, what Cal- the world doesn't revolve around California. <laughs> no. Uh, despite how we feel living here, that is not the case. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. So um, in California, since June 15th, um, COVID restrictions uh, in terms of social distancing, physical distancing in public places, wearing masks and things like that have been lifted. Um, but it's kind of a gray area in terms of businesses because some businesses are still requiring them. Um, and it's What's a gray area for businesses and for people like, <laughs> right wildly like we're just trusting people <laughs> right on a level that i'm like no right and 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 to be to be specific the mask uh uh requirement has been lifted for people who are fully vaccinated but there fully is vaccinated. yeah but there is no um there is no established means of doing that it's kind of just the honor system oh it's the honor <laughs> system the dumbest system yeah, possible yeah it ranks right up there uh at the top of the dumbest system list like the way i want to qualify like why well, i think the honor system is stupid especially when it comes to this thing is i go how many random people that you encounter would you trust to do that take care of this thing because if the answer isn't nobody, then you're lying to yourself. <laughs> right. The whole reason we have a governing body is because we don't trust the honor system. <laughs> we're wild animals that can't be controlled. It's like, the reason the we have like, laws. Hey, you, should probably, you should probably do this to keep the safety of our species alive. There's an entire contingent that exists. Like, well, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go make. You said that person has the plague. I'm gonna go make out with that person. You're like, no, please. Oh God, don't. <laughs> yeah. That's why we have a governing body. Exactly, is to keep mm-hmm. people from doing that thing. Yeah, so it's been interesting. Um, so I, <laughs> it kind of caught me off guard because um, yeah. I just assumed that, like, okay, you know, the mask things are, are relaxing. So, like, you know, I don't have to wear one outside or, like, you know, in when I'm going into, like, someone else's home or something like that, if they're, if sure. they're comfortable or whatever. Logical steps. Right, and yes. I wasn't sure how businesses were going to operate. And so, like... Some places uh, are still asking people to wear masks, which is totally fine. Uh, it's up; it's their yeah. prerogative to do that, um, and I will do that. So I, I always have a, I still have a mask like on me, like on my person. But I, <laughs> I went into a Target uh, for the first time in, in a while, and I, <laughs> I walked. In, well, actually, let me back up. I went into a grocery store, and. Um, I walk into the grocery store and it's a store I go to all the time and they've been 
very on it about mask wearing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and everyone had a mask on, including myself. And then there was like one like person who didn't. Oh, that one guy. <laughs> and I was like, huh, that seems strange. But to his, I guess his credit, I checked the you know the posted guidelines on the door as I walked out, and it said you know if you please masks are required for customers who do who are not fully vaccinated. So I was like, oh okay, I'll cut this guy some slack. But I didn't know that like businesses had started embracing that yet. So then I yeah. went into a Target like. A day or two later. Oh, dude. <laughs> and I went in and I, I had the mask in my hand, but I'm like, I checked their guidelines on the door and it said mask required for customers who are not fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, I'm fully vaccinated. I Let's see. Let me give this a shot. And <laughs> I I can confirm it feels very nuts. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's insane, man. <laughs> it's, I felt like I was like, ah. Am I am I wilding right now? Like it kind of felt right. It kind of felt a little crazy, but um, you know, it is nice to be able to walk around without a mask. But it, it did feel it did feel like I was <laughs> breaking it some is. kind of rule. <laughs> oh, oh, for real. I it was yeah. I same thing. But also in a Target, was walking around. I was like, am I actually getting away with this? They're really gonna <laughs> let me do this? Yep. Okay. It just feels like yeah. It feels so strange. But it's also one of those things too. Like you have there are two two types of like for where I work. What we're doing is if you want to wear a mask inside, please. I wear a mask just because I'm like, there's still variants running around out there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fully vaxxed up, but I have to be careful because I work with the public at large and who knows, you know, sure. what they've been up to. Sure. And just because if I do have somebody that's immunocompromised that comes in, I want to be I want to be conscious about that. Mm-hmm. So I wear one. Mm-hmm. I have had one gentleman. <laughs> Like the first day, mm-hmm. that sat down at the bar top and was trying to get me to take it off. Ah! I finally looked at him and I was just like, "Sir, what about me wearing a mask <laughs> is getting under your skin right now? So <laughs> much to the point yeah. that you have to try and like get me to take it off." And he was like, well, you know, and he started going, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about stuff you've read on the internet. I'm yeah. not talking. I was like, I want medical reasons. Yeah. And I want personal reasons for why you want my mask off. I was like, what about me having a mask on makes you uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. And he started just all this like random stuff. And I was just like, no, nah, not good enough. So I'm not going to take it off. And he got all offended. I was like, look, man, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like, if you don't like it, doors right over there, but like, <laughs> I'm still going to wear it. I'm the one that's on the clock. And like truthfully, the thing that you also have to understand about somebody that's a beer tender, bartender, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm the gatekeeper to your happiness. Yeah. You've got to treat me a little bit nicer. And than for that guy, probably the- a very in a very real sense. <laughs> oh no. And this that's why I ended ended my statement with and I was like you should probably treat me with a little bit more kindness than you have of guessing some of the other service individuals that you've dealt with over the last year and a half. I was mm-hmm. like cuz I'm not here to take your crap, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just won't serve you beer if you're going to be a jerk about it. He was trying to forcibly uh, uh, get you to enjoy freedom. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. He's trying to shove some freedom down your throat. Freedom can only be enjoyed this one way. (laughs) Yeah. My way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Are you doing things differently than me? That's not freedom. That's not freedom. (laughs) Only doing things... by only by doing everything together the same way can <laughs> yeah, exactly. we truly enjoy and embrace freedom. Yeah, exactly. Come, comrades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
do this exactly as I want you to. No, I don't think I will. Oh, you're such a sheep. <laughs> Got it. America's, America's in jeopardy. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> All right, they're big britches. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Well, sounds like we both have had interesting weeks when it comes to oh, yeah. the newfound uh, COVID freedoms. <laughs> oh, and I'll always have interesting stories to yeah. tell dealing with the public. I mean, you know, based off of what I do. <laughs> um, did you, uh, what have you been watching lately? Watching anything well, interesting? As I talked to you before we recorded, I feel bad because our last episode, it made it look like we were going to be discussing The Walking Dead and I, or sorry, Army of the Dead, and mm. I had not seen it yet. Mm. So I need to apologize to people that thought they were going to hear my take on Army of the Dead. And here it is, real quick, in a nutshell. I thought it was fine, it was wildly entertaining. <laughs> uh, there were certain things that I was like, hmm, I don't know about that. Yeah. Like the baby. That was weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, weird, weird. the weird zombie baby. I was like, that was the, really, that was the only time in the entire movie that I really got pulled out of it and was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't, I don't like any of that. Mm-hmm. Like any of that. Um, but everything else was great. Tig Notaro stole the show for me. She was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Her character was hilarious. Just the l- truly laugh out loud moment that got me mm-hmm. was when she's on the helicopter and she's in the middle of fixing it. And they're asking for an ETA, and it bursts into flames, and she or and she's just like, "Yeah, like I'm already done. I'm at the pool, you know, <laughs> working on my tan. Yeah, gotta even it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Just the way she delivered was so good. Um, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was exactly what it promised. Mm-hmm. Well, that did, was my little deal. Um, did you see what yeah. I was talking to you about? Uh, that that chunk in the middle where dave batista just goes from conversation to conversation about his feelings oh yes absolutely with all of the women in his life that eventually end up all dying yeah they just take 10 minutes each to dump on him for how bad of a emotional guy he's been exactly but it's like it's sort of a tone deaf like me too kind of like grab where it's just like we're gonna dump on the dude for a minute because he's a guy like well this doesn't really fit the plot like Mm -hmm. i mean Granted, do dump on him because he is a guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, like, I don't really feel like we need a rehash of all of his post relationships. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought it was great. Uh, let's see. What else have I been watching? Uh, Loki, obviously, which we'll get into. A uh, ton of movie trailers. Um, I've been uh, reading Jason Aaron's, um, I think it's Jason Aaron. I feel real bad if it's not. Uh, Jason Aaron's Doctor Strange run on. Uh, marvel which is if you haven't read it and anybody out there that's looking for something right now to read highly recommend it it's a really good really good run and Mm -hmm. i will be starting his um excuse me jason aaron's uh run on thor coming up soon and he's the one that introduced uh gore the god butcher Mm. so which will be coming up which will be the villain christian bale will be the villain playing uh gore as the villain in uh, love and thunder coming up here soon so i'm going to do a little little quick primer before all the news starts rolling out on that um let's see what else have i been watching oh i have a new show and i think it's i think i may have found ron swanson's favorite show (laughs) okay or one of them Mm -hmm. if he likes to watch tv which he does not but if he did um it's called barnwood builders and it's on discovery plus Mm -hmm. and it is these dudes that go through the country by old um hand-hewn like hand-built barns Mm. and then what they do is they dismantle them 
and then ship them off to be reassembled as uh, new log cabins and stuff all over the United States. Like oh, the first cool. episode they do. It's really cool. So the first episode they do is, and it's all barns that are like 200 plus years old are in like running the risk of like deteriorating. So it's like losing a piece of like artistry and part of our history. Mm-hmm. And then they take it and re like re breathe new life into it and give That's it a cool. new purpose. It's very cool. Um, so the, like the first episode they did, they tackled, <laughs> it was funny because it was almost like in the back of my head, I was like, oh, you couldn't get the real guys, but it's, they, um, <laughs> they tackle, uh, they take down, um, Abraham Lincoln's uncle's barn that he built back in like 1830 or something like that. And then they, they tear it down, but it's, it's this wild cast of like hillbilly characters. There's like, uh, Johnny Jet. A forklift operator who's like this skinny redheaded guy who refuses to wear sunscreen so he's just perma burned yeah and so he'll be like operating the deal you can't understand a single word he's saying but he'll be operating the deal talking to the camera about it they need subtitles absolutely <laughs> with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth while he talks to this other guy brian who's the uh, cast drunk who mm, it just mm-hmm. says random stuff that's weirdly and oddly kind of deep at points where you're like that was philosophical. Yeah. Where are these people I, from? Like, what part of the country are they from? Uh, they're from Indiana. Oh, okay. Indi- Illinois, Indiana, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of a, it's a fun. It's my um, it's my late night come down show where I'm like, okay, I want to watch something of of uh, no consequence and like very little substance. <laughs> yeah, very very so, low stakes. <laughs> very low stakes. Just really low stakes. It's really funny to see In them fact, try there and are pump. no stakes. <laughs> oh, exactly. It's funny to watch them try and pump drama into it with like, yeah. well, I don't know if we're going to get this dress off. It's like Barnwood Builders for the commercial break and then it comes back and it's like they they were fine. <laughs> yeah, we got it off. <laughs> we no, don't worry. We got it off. That's funny. I love show like the I used to watch a lot of of like similar stuff, but like on HGTV. Mm. Like I oh, love HGTV's like so rental good. properties and st- and the Property Brothers and stuff like that. Like That's I love shows like that. Service, but do you have Discovery Plus? No, I don't. Dude, it has everything. It yeah. has okay. This is just two guys in their like thirties now. Um, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's got HGTV. Ooh. It has uh, ID, so the uh, true crime channel, mm-hmm. Discovery. Uh, Food Network, Cooking Channel, Travel Channel, um, all of those random ones where you're like, if I could just not have, like, in the early days of cable when Netflix was first coming out, where you're like, and Prime, where it's like, all you needed was Prime, Netflix, and if they had Discovery Plus at that point, you would have just needed Discovery Plus. It's all of the channels that you're like, um, Animal Planet, Mm. um, yeah, all those random ones that you're like, huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I miss HGTV. I need to, I need to. (laughs) I think I might actually get HGTV on um uh I have the Hulu Plus with live TV. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You but, might. So I might already have it. But I used to love like yeah, I used to love watching like uh Love It or Lease It and like oh, Love It or Lease It is a uh, great time. All all of those shows about like fixing up and flipping like uh rental properties and stuff like that is really that was my bag. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in similar deal um hometown where these mm-hmm. this couple like gets people to move in to uh matumpka mississippi which made me <laughs> sad right. the other day when i realized i'm like oh yeah that was the native's name for that and then you probably, <laughs> right. and then you probably killed them all yeah exactly um, that's exactly I've been watching what happened that show for a while that literally just occurred to me and i got very sad we'll take uh, this land and here you can have syphilis <laughs> or just a bullet yeah exactly you choose we or have options rope. here 
Your yep. choice. We're horrible. Yeah, um, exactly. Hi, we're colonists. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're all Christians um, now, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this religion that you have no thing, you yeah. should already know about it because yeah. we have tiny brains and we're just and no consideration for other people's way of life. Yeah. Uh, so hometown is like that. Um, what else is, is there? Um, yeah, I mean, like all that stuff. My, um, what was I going to say? The, uh, this one. Oh, one of our favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. And we're, for those of you that are listening to this as the first time, and this is your first intro to me, <laughs> I'm not a bad person. I'm really not. But every once in a while, <laughs> My wife and I like to drink wine and watch uh, Say Yes to the Dress and just mm-hmm. trash talk on everybody. Yeah, you have to. There's a I mean, lot that's of what the, those shows the... are there for. Exactly. And there's a lot of my... AJ makes a lot of good points. And her favorite point that she always makes that I always forget to is when it shows people on camera, Her she always makes the comment like, that's what you walked out of the house wearing to be on TV. <laughs> that's what you decided you wanted to represent yourself on national television with was that outfit. Okay. <laughs> I'm always like, it always gets me because I'm like, oh yeah, that is a conscious decision where you go, I'm gonna be on national TV. Mm-hmm. My daughter's on. It's usually like moms or like friends of something, but it's like she's gonna be on say yes to the dress, and so we're gonna. Oh, I want to. I want to look my best, and then they walk out <laughs> with an outfit that I'm like, really? I mean, to be fair, the producers of the show probably tell them not to dress special for the show, but I would not listen oh. to them. Oh, hell no. But that's Which is why I would never I... be on the show. Yeah, exactly. That, a, you and I would never be on that show. And yeah. B, that's why we would also be problematic is because you and I have the burden of knowledge and know how that stuff operates. So yeah. we're like, no, no, you're trying to make me look weird and stupid and I'm not here for it. Thank you, though. Yes, I'm ready to go to the grocery store in my tuxedo. Oh, I was going to say my mesh bikini and sandals <laughs> do you have a t-shirt no <laughs> yeah um yes well i need to check out uh i need to look into dis- to discovery plus it sounds like you might um also depending on how many profiles we have i might just send you our login and you can create your own yeah let's because we're kind of just that. treating we're kind of just treating discovery plus like whatever and if discovery plus is listening don't change this but it's like we have us we've got my friends jake and Kristen. hi mm-hmm. jake and Kristen. they're listeners we've got uh we've got aj's parents and my mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. <laughs> all on our account oh and her and her sister and brother-in-law so it's like everybody in the pool like, <laughs> yeah. let's just have a good time and the fact that everybody in the pool is now in my vocabulary, shows you how much Guy Fieri cooking shows I've been watching lately. Speaking of which, uh, in mm. Pasadena, they just opened up a Guy Fieri uh, Flavortown <gasps> kitchen. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and uh, I, I, have not, I have not yet tried it, but uh, I cannot you, wait. <laughs> we should go together, because I very much want to go. Like, and I, I'm yes. not joking. There is no irony in my voice. I love him and his weird food scene and i need to try his food. yeah he, he, yes we we definitely need to try it it looks very good should we do a review episode where i drive <laughs> up we go and we come back and we record while we eat it giving our first impressions about i Guy think Fieri's i think so i think we might have to i think the masses are crying out for that oh man <laughs> and if you're not just keep it to yourself yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yes we will do the flavor town kitchen review yes. in full in its entirety um, in a roundabout way, what have you been watching oh, this week? Yeah. Um, 
Still on the, still watching a lot of Family Guy because uh, Julie and I are going through that um, from the beginning. We're at season fourteen now, so we're almost caught up. Um, but Out of what ninety five? Yeah, I think there's like seventeen seasons or something like that. Oh. They're on their seventeenth okay. season or something like that. Um, well, that's not too bad. Yeah, so we're in season like thirteen right now. It's it's good, strong. Um, trying to think what else I've been watching. Um, there's a show on Hulu called um, or is it on Netflix? It they all run together at this point. But there's a Who cares? Sh- <laughs> just talk about it. <laughs> there's an an- there's an anthology series called um, Two Sentence Horror Stories, Ooh. and uh, it's very good. I was just watching the the second season of that. I was a fan of the um, the Reddit thread. Oh yeah, I didn't know there was a yeah, Reddit. Two thread. Sentence Horror Stories is a Reddit thread. Oh okay, maybe that's where the show concept came from. And my favorite horror story that I saw from there, my favorite two sentence one so far, which is an introvert's nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, was uh, the last man on earth sat alone in his house by the fire. Mm-hmm. There was a knock at the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a horror story. There was time now. Yeah. <laughs> there was time. Um, yeah. So uh, Two Sentence Horror Stories Anthology Show. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, it's very good. Um, the the sh- it's They're doing some interesting things. The first season was stronger, in my opinion. The second mm. season is a little bit more... Um, Kind of like, um, I don't know. I, I feel like the first season, what they were trying to do was they were trying to do the Black Mirror thing a little bit, where like each episode kind of had like a, a twist, like the 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 story, like the the short the the episode would have like would kind of put a twist on whatever the second line of the sentence or the of the title was. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, the next season is is less so. Sometimes they're just like episodes where it's like. There was a monster outside my closet. He was scary. And it's just an episode about a kid in a closet and there's a scary monster outside. There's no, like, deeper meaning or anything. Just it's just kind of like... Yeah, it's just a, a horror short, which is cool because horror shorts are, are great. Uh, but Love the first season I, I thought was a little stronger um, because yeah. I feel like it was a little bit more... Like, in the first season, there was, like, recurring characters. Even though it was an anthology, oh. like, there was, like, characters would, like, pop up here and there. It was really cool. Um, I'm gonna give that a watch. Yeah, that the first fun. season is especially strong. I would I would suggest it. Speaking of seasons two and anthology series, have you seen the second season of Love, Death, and Robots? Yes, yes, I did. Wa- I did. binged it in one night. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah, That's just truly how you do it. You can't just like, like watch take... one and be like, I'm done for tonight. Oh no no, no 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 no! You watch the whole season like a movie. Yeah, like, you just you just yeah. sit down and do it. Uh, yeah. That's how I did season one. Um, how would you think? Did you like it? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I did like it. Uh, I I watched it like basically the first night it came out. So like there, uh, like a lot of the stories I don't remember offhand. Um, just and Again. and the season is shorter yeah. than the first one. I think it's oh. like two episodes shorter. Um, oh, okay. So it's like eight stories or something like that. Um, That's still not bad, but yeah, yeah. it's good. It's good. Okay. Um, yeah, I liked. I liked it. I thought it, it delivers. Uh, if you like the first season, you'll like the second season, in my opinion. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else outside of the stuff we're going to talk about. Um, not really. I mean, we can kind of. I. I mean, this. I mean, this is, could be our first main topic, but it is also something I've been watching. Yeah, let's get into it. I watched uh, the first season, the first episode of the new season of Rick and Morty. Have oh. you watched that yet? 
not yet. I'm on that. Uh, I'm on that late time release schedule because I don't want to pay for the episodes. Oh, got you. Um, yeah, I'm on. Uh, so with with the Hulu subscription that we have, it, it's it's live TV. Yeah, the episodes are releasing weekly, and so uh, with the Hulu with live TV, when the a- episode airs live, they uh, it's available on demand for you. Right. So that's nice. So we watched the first episode of that. It's it's. It's Rick and Morty. It's strong. Very it, Rick and Morty. It's kind of. Yeah. I've seen clips. I've seen clips from the upcoming season, and I'm like, it looks just more like more Rick and Morty. Yeah, and not in a bad way, but just like okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's super funny. Um, the first episode, I, I, it seems like they're leaning into like um, kind of uh, doing more like kind of villain of the week, kind of monster of the week episodes. Well, that'd be um, kind of fun. A fun like switch up pace for it. <laughs> yeah. So this first episode, it's like a, it's like a a a, a prince from like a sea kingdom. <laughs> he looked like a uh, like their version ripoff of like um, Namor the Submariner, yeah. like yes. mixed with Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's very flamboyant, and it is very funny. Oh, the one still I saw, I was like, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is a character right there. Yeah, and and this the episode is like in classic Rick and Morty fashion. There's like sort of like the main plot, and the main plot becomes kind of like uh, a satire on like a bigger concept. And this one mm-hmm. is kind of about how religions are formed. Um, oh, I'm gonna love that. Yeah, episode. and it's ve- it's very it's very it's very good, and it's not super on the nose about it either. Oh, um, good. Yeah, good, good, good. It, it 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 is very good. Uh, you don't realize it is that till about fifteen minutes in, and you're like, "Oh, this is oh. excellent." You know what I mean? <laughs> Perfect. Okay, I love that because yeah. uh, uh, what was it? Towards the tail end, and a few episodes sprinkled throughout, uh, that show's gotten a little heavy handed with its message. Yeah, and I'm a little like, "Okay, like yeah. get it. You can back off now. Like you don't need to be like trying to shove this all the way down my throat." Yeah, it's uh, it's very good, um, Morty. I, I won't spoil anything for you, but there's like a um, they they rick has like a a a device that you can he has a device that opens uh, a door to a universe where time moves faster kind of like the thing from invincible like that race right. of aliens and and utilizing that in the hijinks that ensue using that like uh, you see you kind of see the satire of how religions are created like yeah. as they come they go through the door and come back and like time has passed and their actions have created narratives and things like that it's very yeah, good yeah it's very good okay yeah i'm excited i'm looking forward to that yep it's very good um i'm excited for the season i think it's gonna be great um yeah season four i believe of rick and morty episode one yes. it's very good season four good for them man um any trailers? Uh, there's plenty of trailers out right now. Oh, um, we have so many trailers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Because I I, I, I have like three off. main ones that I wanted to talk about, but um, whatever ones you want to talk about. Lining up with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, off the top, real quick, I was just going to ask if you've seen, just because I didn't know that this was coming out and saw it this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailer for "The Harder They Fall." No, what is that? This. Oh, my friend. This is a western that stars. Idris Elba, mm-hmm. Regina King, Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beetz, Lakeith Stanfield, mm. Delroy Lindo. Yes. Um, it's just got a great out-of-control cast. And the only thing that I saw, the only thing the trailer has is uh, Regina King leads a gang that busts uh, Idris Elba out of, a, uh, out of a jail cell on a train. 
they murder all the people and then he gets out and then a bunch of fun hijinks like gunfight hijinks like look like they happen and i'm here for it it looks like it's got a ton of style um it's directed by james samuel um he is known for it's a netflix see. movie also known for another uh western they die by dawn he was he's known for oh he worked on the music department for the great gatsby with leonardo dicaprio oh okay and uh, is directed for the harder they fall so he's his career's just kind of starting out so it'll be fun to see him it's just got in this movie man it looks like it's just got a ton of style to it just yeah. it looks slick which is awesome and uh jay-z is a producer on the movie well there you go i'm seeing in the trailer well there you go i'm i missed that no it's fine he's credited as sean carter so you may miss it uh if you're not paying that close attention well and i'm embarrassed that that's why <laughs> no it's fine i'm sure a lot of people don't know that um i'm looking at like, here's the thing like i know that right? oh like, in my head i'm like jay-z sean carter right yeah like i have that knowledge when you go what's jay if you're a trivia night like what's jay-z's real name like sean carter yeah but like looking at movies i would never never would have put those two together mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah oh this like this yeah looks jay-z's great. producing yeah jay-z is producing a a uh predominantly black cast like uh, Western under his name of Sean Carter. Yep. I'm, look, I'm looking and at the, the dog, trailer now. Sorry, if you hear jingling, everybody, the dog is now joining us for recording times. <laughs> um, Man, this looks violent and, Dude, and right? hilarious and awesome. It looks like someone successfully figured out a way to do their own version of Django. Yep. And I'm like, not mad about it. This is, yeah, this looks great. <laughs> yeah, I love this. I love this so Doesn't much. Doesn't it look fun? Yeah, it looks great. It just has a ton of style. And I'm sorry, everybody. I just hit my microphone, so apology. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Man, that looks good. Oh, yeah, you should hear it with the soundtrack they've got, like, backing it up. Oh, it's, yeah. I can't wait to watch really it with sound. Good. Okay, that looks good. Yeah, I just saw that this morning, and I was like, gotta, I have to talk about that real quick, because I love Westerns, man, and the Westerns have mm-hmm. been... They've gone through a real weird, they're going through a real weird transition right now, or at least they have been the last couple of years. We're starting to see a little bit more of them, but it's like, for the longest time, like, they're either going, let's tell stories other than white people, yeah. or let's go, or if we're going to use white people, we're also going to make it a drama and not mm-hmm. about the gunfights, which I'm like, that's cool too. Or, or the successful Westerns nowadays... Honestly, the Mandalorian is the most successful Western that's out there right now. <laughs> right. So I'm like, space we're taking Western. to space. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I like kind of, I kind of like seeing uh, seeing what's coming up, what's coming out there. Yeah. Did you and see the new? Of, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was to say, speaking of black uh, led production movie productions, uh, the new trailer for uh, Jordan Peele's Candyman is out now too. Yeah. I saw that that trailer. I Unless you had still said something else to say about uh, no, they fall. no, no, no. Uh, okay. No, I was just going to move on. Yeah, uh, I saw the Candyman trailer this morning. It looks looks great. Looks, looks terrifying. Yeah, it looks very scary. It, um, like I'll probably watch that one with the lights on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't often do that. I'm like, let's just just scare the piss out of me. Like let's go. Like let's just get nice and like ah, like panicked in my own home. But mm-hmm. hey, I'll, I'm going to watch that one with the lights on. I feel like. 
that and the new conjuring looks like a looks like a daytime one for me as well where, where i'm just like mm. i don't want to do jump scares like that at night yeah <laughs> yeah i heard the new conjuring was good um yeah i heard a it horror, had some really a horror good podcast i listened to said it was really good oh yeah um yeah a uh, shout out I'll, I'll i'll plug it um it's a podcast oh, yeah. called the evolution of horror and they every it's a british podcast and every episode or excuse me every season of episodes is like they do the history of uh, subgenres of horror, like from their uh-huh. beginnings of their film days to like modern movies. So like they've done um, zombies, they've done uh, you know everything you can think of, witches, uh, the I occult, that. all that kind of stuff. And right now they're on aliens, which Ooh. is in like cosmic horror, which is really cool. Awesome. But um, what's the name of it again? The evolution of horror. And uh, they recently, in between seasons, they did a review of um, uh, the new Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It, and they gave it raving reviews. So I need to. Watch. I'm a awesome. I'm a fan of the Conjuring movie, so I, I want to go see that. Um, yeah. And speaking of uh, horror movies, um, uh, Quiet Place Two is like the first movie since the COVID-19 pandemic yep. to reach $100 million at cinemas, which is a big deal um, and proves that horror is not dead and horror makes money. Horror was never dead. Yes. Horror's always made money, too. They just mm-hmm. didn't want to acknowledge it. It's yeah. like anything. It's truthfully, if we want to get on the, a tiny, tiny soapbox for a second, mm-hmm. dollhouse-sized soapbox, yep. it's the problem with the Academy, the Golden Globes, all those governing bodies. They've never seen comic books, science fiction, fantasy, uh, horror, anything like that. If it's not French or creates some sort of sense of ennui <laughs> inside your soul at the end of it, then it's not seen as a legitimate acting job. And I'm like, that right. is 100% false. Like the fact at the end of the, of the, the, you know, box office crushing run that all of the Lord of the Rings movies had, mm-hmm. they only gave like, oh, we're going to give it to, to the Return of the King. It's like, no, no, no it won Best Picture every single year. You yeah. just didn't want to do it because you're out of touch. True. Exactly. Um, yeah, but... uh shout out to um john krasinski yeah no he's Uh, killing it man yeah so we'll uh yeah horror is back and do not be surprised if we see you know a ton of horror movies over the next you know couple years because they've proven to make money (laughs) yeah i feel like we're about to really see a renaissance in the horror genre yeah you know sort of more artistic approaches and just uh Mm -hmm. more care and more um I think I think the expectations for horror movies have gone up, even oh, just yeah. in the last like maybe five years, you know. For sure. So, yeah, be cool. um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Have love you a seen? Good, just love a good horror movie every <laughs> once in a while, just to scare the bejesus out of yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Have you seen I want to the... I want, I walk away from one and be like, my soul has been touched. Yeah, <laughs> in the wrong way. In the wrong way. Yeah. Have you seen <laughs> Took the? A piece uh, of me with it. Have you seen the new trailer for Free Guy? Free guy. I haven't seen it each other for free guy. Okay. I here's where I'm at with free guy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> to me, it's not a 50-50 split where it's gonna mm-hmm. be good or bad. I feel like it's gonna be more of like a 70-30. Mm-hmm. And I kind of unfortunately am leaning a little bit more from little that I've seen. 70% of it, and now you can correct me because I haven't seen the trailers. Okay. And I'll explain why my process. I think it's gonna be 70 for maybe 60-40 is a better one. I think it might be 60% bad. 40% good. And that's why I'm kind of avoiding the trailers right now mm-hmm. so that I can go into it with a completely open mind with no other 
idea of like I saw the tr- the teaser. Now I can just enjoy it for what it is, you know what I mean, and not have yeah. to go in with any preconceived notions for like what I think it's gonna be. Yeah. But, I, so based on this trailer, a bit. So based on the first trailers that we've seen, I could I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, based on this trailer, I think, because uh, there's not a lot more that they show, but uh, the trailer definitely gives you more of like a sense of like what the plot of the movie is going to be and like the tone of the movie. Okay. And it they're definitely and I th- and I'll preface it by saying I think I'm going to really love this movie. Um okay. not because it's going to be a groundbreaking, you know, shocking like really really fantastic movie cuz right. I think I think I'm going to love it because it's going to be exactly the opposite in the sense of like it's not going to tread any new ground really, but it's going to do something that feels very familiar and feels very nostalgic and feels very at home for me because what it seems like the movie is going to be is if this movie was made in you know 2004 or even if if this movie was made in like 1999 or like it would star adam sandler and it would be Mm -hmm. and it would be one of those um it would be one of those kind of like uplifting Adam Sandler movies where like he like he gets everyone to rally together and like they they all win and this this ragtag group of characters have succeeded against the odds. It's one of those movies. Like it's so pixel. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> but that that's that's a, a latter uh, not good Adam Sandler movie. Um, the Kevin James era of Adam Sandler movies, if you will. Yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, the the James era. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, shameless self-promotion here. Uh, if you're interested in hearing me talk about Adam Sandler movies, Leonard Smith and Quinn Boyes, um, they are they host a podcast called uh, Film vs. Film. And uh, I was on there talking. The premise of the show is they pick a cat like a like a some kind of topic, uh, like best sports movie or something. Mm -hmm. And then each person uh, will argue their, like, favorite sports movie, and then the guest decides who won based on their arguments. Um, Oh, I I love that. Yeah. So I was already going to listen to that episode anyway, but now that I know that's the concept, well, film versus film, you just got a new listener. Yeah. And uh, it's cool because they let the guest pick what the topic is uh, to make it easier on the guest. Uh, so we don't, so because it, it makes it easier if I've already seen the movies um, that they pick. <laughs> um, so for mine, um, I noticed that they had never talked about Adam Sandler. And so I said, and I happen to be an Adam Sandler fan and an Adam Sandler apologist for the most part. What? One who know if if anyone who knows you could say that you are an Adam Sandler fan. Totally. Um, that's that. I, sh- I should get a T-shirt that says that. That just says Adam Sandler fan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then in parentheses or brackets says unapologetic. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. When I start doing us on the DJ merch, maybe I'll have one shirt that says uh, Adam Sandler fan on it. <laughs> that's I will pretty buy good. It and wear it to every single time <laughs> you perform. Um. Yeah, so we t- we talked about um it was they picked Waterboy versus Happy Gilmore. I believe. That's a good matchup cuz they're both sports movies. Um yep. Yeah. One's a little Happy Gilmore is one of the early ones, Waterboy's in the mid take mm-hmm. through his career. Mm, and I'm not going to spoil like which movie won, but if you want to hear that, you can go listen to that podcast. Uh Film versus Film, it's available everywhere. Um But anyway, um yeah, Free Guy 
it looks great. It's uh, Adam Sandler, or excuse me, not Adam Sandler. Uh, it's Ryan Reynolds being charming and being a wide-eyed, like naive guy who is bringing out the best in everyone around him and leading a ragtag group of characters to complete a goal that is probably going to be heartwarming and touching and fun and funny and harmless and great. And I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it I, here's why I'm not watching everything. It's not that I hope it's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to expose, overexpose myself to it because I want to go and enjoy it. And I mm-hmm. feel like if I overexpose myself to it, then I just won't because I'll have like an idea of like what I think it's going to be. Totally. So I'm just kind of like backburning it. And when it comes out, I will see it. I want to see it. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. They don't show. I feel like they don't show a lot in the in the trailer in terms of like spoil. Because okay. for a movie like this, that's about a guy who lives in a video game world. You're primarily going for it to see all the video game gags. And there's not yes. a lot of that in the trailer. It's mostly like. Here's what kind of movie this is. It's not like gotcha. here's everything that's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is what that's the fair. Space Jam trailer is. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can we talk about the we fact sh- that we've we already sure seen the movie? <laughs> yeah. Like it's we totally done. have. It's done. I don't need to go see that movie. Yeah. Like I already was kind of like I'm not ready to move on to a new Space Jam yet, but now I'm like, oh, now I don't have to. Yep. Um, it's great. Yes. Thank you, whoever edited that trailer and whatever executive approved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the Space Jam, Space Jam trailer. Now, I will How say this. How should we convince people to go see this movie? <laughs> um, can you cut down into a, a maybe a two-minute version of the movie? Absolutely. Yeah. I will say this. The Climaxes tra- and surprises <laughs> and twists? Sure. Yeah. I will say this. The movie looks bad, um, but the <laughs> the soundtrack so far that I've heard sounds amazing. And that was one thing. Yes. The sound, the original Space Jam soundtrack was very, very good. So good. Um, like, uh, you know, the song I Believe I Can Fly by an artist whom shall not be named, it, like, was made for that soundtrack. And that's, like, one of that person's biggest songs of all time. And it, and it is objectively an amazing song. Like it's a really great song. Yeah. And so this this soundtrack has to at least be reminiscent of that quality of soundtrack music. And the two songs that I've heard so far, um, one of them is like uh it's Kirk Franklin and and mm-hmm. rapper Lil Baby. It's called We Win, I believe. It's a great song. Okay. And then there's another song, Kirk I think Franklin it's Franklin Alone. Yeah, I know, right? Like <laughs> yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Uh, and there's another song. I think it's by Jivion featuring SZA or something like that, and it's it's really good. So the the and LeBron James is has a great musical mind, so I'm sure the soundtrack will be great. As far as the movie though, I'm not sure. It looks real bad, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I think also, and and this is just where I think Hollywood is a little bit out of touch in, in terms of like. What Why do we have pe- problems with Hollywood being out of touch? You no, know, normally we don't, but this in this one instant, this one Just instance, this one, we do. Is this the first recorded instance? <laughs> yeah, I think we so. We found it. Um, we can move on with progress. From yeah, there, yeah, yeah. So far, Hollywood has always been on the right side of history. Um, no, uh, but I just feel like Hollywood is kind of out of touch with like what kids enjoy, like what modern kids like, because I don't know if modern kids yeah. know the Looney Tunes. I don't think they do. Like, do they know who Marvin so, the Martian is? Like, no. <laughs> and this is what I was gonna say. Every couple of years, yeah, it's like that old deal. Like, I'm surprised we haven't seen like a Jetsons reboot, or right. like a Flintstones reboot yeah. yet, because it's like every couple of years these old cartoon characters, which like you and I know, 
just because there was a resurgence around right you know, when we were younger, there's a right. weird research. Like everybody who was a kid in the nineties remembers the WB stores yep. and like the Looney Tunes apparel, like the bad Looney Tunes apparel. It's like, they were backwards caps and their jeans are on backwards, like yeah. crisscross. Why do they need to have an attitude? We need to sell clothing. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it makes no sense. And they didn't mm-hmm. do anything with it animatedly, but they, you know, it's like we had a tail end of the run there where it was like a lot of that stuff was, was resurging. So every couple of years, there's a resurgence for stuff like that. And I just, mm-hmm. I go, I don't really know if we need to hold on to those kind of old properties. Now, having said that, I love Looney Tunes. Yeah. And I'm a giant child and we'll watch it on Saturday morning sometimes when I eat breakfast and just watch, you know, Bugs Bunny just terrorize <laughs> yeah. Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. You know, I don't think, A, I don't think the kids these days know what, what that is. And B, I don't think they need to know. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this was just one of those where it's like we have the perfect confluence. HBO Max is a thing. Looney Tunes are on HBO Max. Everybody's kind of watching Looney Tunes again for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have LeBron James, who's the new Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen a reboot for a for a Space Jam movie or a Space Jam type movie in a while. And I just go, mm-hmm. I don't even know if we really needed to make it. After watching the trailer, mm-hmm. I'm definitely sure we didn't need to make it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know why that stuff pops up. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when I was a ki- like when we were kids when TV Land first came out. Right. It's like all the grandparents are like you need to watch my shows. And you're mm-hmm. Like, but something's wrong with this humor mm-hmm. when we're watching the honeymooners and he's joking about like just beating his wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and you're a kid, you're like, mm, I'm not even sure I know exactly what's going on, but this seems problematic. Right. If so. You know what? I think I we do this from time to time, and I've, I've heard that people like when we do this. Uh, so I'm okay. going to try to do it on the well, fly. Let's keep doing what people like to hear us do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what Hollywood does, right? More of yeah, they're super <laughs> on top of it. Um, I'm going to pitch a Space Jam sequel that I think yes will be more successful than this. Oh, um, let's do it. All right. So welcome to the jam. Yeah. <laughs> so you have LeBron James. Um. Uh, you have LeBron James, and you pair him up with um, a, a big movie star, like a Kevin Hart or a... Actually, technically, doesn't he count as a little movie star? True. Touche. Um, Kevin, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You have more money and more power than me. Please yeah. don't rush me. <laughs> a Kevin Hart, a Paul Rudd, a funny man, if you will. Yes, exactly. Um, you pair him with... Let's just say it's Kevin Hart. You pair him with Kevin Hart, and you... You make so the Space Jam movie is about Warner Brothers. Is it Warner Brothers or Universal? Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is about Warner Brothers trying to make a Space Jam movie. They're trying to make a Space Jam sequel. Um, and what ends up happening is they um, basically like there's like some kind of like Warner Brothers has figured out the technology that brought the Looney Tunes into our dimension in the first place, right? Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're gonna make another Space Jam movie. Um, now that we know how to do this for real, we're gonna do this again. And something goes haywire, and uh, some some other big celebrity who's like a friend of LeBron James gets mm-hmm. like trapped in the Warner Brothers universe and they have to like go through different Warner Brothers properties to find him. 
You know, that makes sense. I like that. And it makes so more you, sense than what they're doing with the real movie. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's hard because like I feel like Space Jam as a concept only really works that one time because why why do they need to play basketball again? They don't. You know what I mean? Why did they need to play basketball in the first place, Hassan? So it's like so then then it just becomes well then why do you need LeBron James if they're not gonna play basketball? And right. then it just if you start pulling it too many <laughs> threads, not it's even just it like, too many. You pull it one thread, the whole thing unravels. Yeah. It's a it's a flimsy plot. I, I tried to rewatch the original ninety six. Oh, it's Jam. real bad. It's awful. It's real bad. It's, it's so much awful. bad green. I turned screen. it off. Yeah, it's really bad. I turned it off. I was like, "What? Who? Who thought that this ham-fisted mashup between Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes was a good idea?" Yeah, it doesn't. Now, don't get me wrong. I remember being, when I was a kid. I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. I mourned the day when they took the original Space Jam website down. But, um, yeah, it's it's not a good movie. It is. It's not one of those that's uh, one of those childhood favorites that ages well with time. No, no, it doesn't. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, that's Space Jam. <laughs> um, so we talked about Candyman, Free Guy, um, uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. You think? I think it looks great. Um, I'm excited about it. I think most of those characters are dead meat within the first 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's gonna be. That's what makes me happy about it. Is it looks exactly like the superhero meat grinder we need. Yeah, I think this it's trailer. Like nobody this, is special. <laughs> this trailer gave me like Deadpool two vibes. Um, yes, big time. I think that that plane sequence, that cargo plane sequence, we keep seeing of like them all getting ready to to do some kind of jump somewhere yep. to embark on some mission is the opening of the movie. I think. All of those guys are dead meat. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the only people sticking around are probably John Cena, Idris Elba, um, maybe the Polka Dots guy, because you need kind of like, you need a, like an underdog kind of like comic relief character to like save the day at the end of the movie. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think yeah. King Shark probably stays around. Um, and then, and then one of the female around. characters probably. But uh, let's just go ahead and say uh, I do have spoilers for this movie, just FYI. So if you're concerned about this, turn it up. They kill Margot Robbie off in the first 15 minutes, just so you know. So if you're you're a huge uh, Harley Quinn fan, there's no reason to go see it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Hang, <laughs> <laughs> I was She's kind of the... upset. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Why would they do that? She's the bankroll for that movie. She's that the whole reason be... everybody's like. That would be incredibly ballsy. And I do mm-hmm. think there's a way to make that work if they did do that. But, um... I agree. They're not bold enough. No, no. There's no way they'd let uh, James, James Gunn, Gunn do that. Even wonderful James Dun- Gunn does not have the cojones <laughs> to do that. <laughs> that would be nuts, though. I um, would do it. <laughs> but it would be the only movie I make in my career. Yeah. You could. But, I, it, but everyone would remember me forever. Yeah, you could do a Pulp Fiction <laughs> style where, like, you kill her in the first 10 minutes of the movie, and then the oh, rest yeah. of the movie is like, here's what happened leading up to this point. You yeah, know what I mean? The, uh, the old Sunset Boulevard where it's like... <laughs> I guess I want. I guess you're wondering why I'm dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think most of those characters are dead meat. Um, oh, absolutely. But, I can't uh, wait to watch. I I want to see Michael Rooker's like oh, skill yeah. set. Yeah. And just watch him die. It's gonna yeah, be very. Yeah. 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 He looks crazy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> the blonde wig is nuts. <laughs> he looks like one of those dudes without the superhero suit, just with the blonde wig. If you came across him, like, hey, you okay? 
I'm gonna lost my pig. You're like, all right, we're gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it looks good. Um. You know the the first Suicide Squad movie. I don't. I think was not funny enough. This one looks funnier. Um. Yes. I hope it's funny enough, though. You know what I mean? Um. Because I, I feel like these movies have to be funny in the way that like a Deadpool movie is very funny. Like I feel like these movies should be very funny. Um, yeah, I think they occupy the same wheelhouse, you know, where it's that yeah. rated R adult level superhero. We know what we're going to see when we go to these. We're going to see a bunch of violence, fart jokes, um, <laughs> you know, superheroes and villains swearing like, you know, yeah. the stuff adults want to watch when they go see the movies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of where I feel like where I feel like I'm really I'm really excited to uh, really excited to go see it just because it looks like it's got all those good elements of just like. Yeah, like you're saying, like it, it, it's a movie that belongs in the Deadpool family of superhero movies, which I would like to see keep growing. Totally. Um, I think I'm really excited for John Cena in this movie. I think uh, when he does comedy, he's like very good. He's on point. <laughs> yeah, he has a, a a sense of humor about himself that I think is uh, very good. Um, His character must be great in it. Yeah. Because they greenlit and already shot season one of his character's TV show. Oh, great. <laughs> so, like, they're either in the middle of filming it or yeah. they already shot it. Like, the like the minute they wrapped, I guess some executive from HBO was like, yeah, we should give him his own TV show. And yeah. Like, yeah, great. Okay. And James Gunn was like, I'll, <laughs> I'll direct it. And they were like, fantastic. So <laughs> That character is hilarious, though. Like, oh, uh, the peacemaker? Yeah. Like, I'll murder as many people as I have to to, like, make sure that it's yeah. like, oh, wow. He, he, he reminds me of, like, a murderous version of the tick. You know what I mean? Yes. Just kind of like this incredibly strong, like, but kind of just buffoon. Just like, <laughs> but yes. who's, who's like, thinks what he's doing is super noble. <laughs> Yes, but like you're when just people murdering see him, people. Run, yeah, when people see him, they run screaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, that's, that looks very good. Also, the tick. Uh, j- while we're there, I wish that show was still around. The first s- two seasons are on um, Amazon, and uh, mm-hmm. they're very good. I think that show is a little bit ahead of its time, so Amazon kind of pulled the plug on it. But it had that show premiered like now i think that with the tv landscape we have now i think it would have done really well oh it would have been a wild runaway hit. but yeah it's it's a great show it, uh what's his name is the tick um peter serafinowicz and he's yes. very funny god he's funny yeah even when he's not trying to be funny i find him funny like as the sommelier and john wick too <laughs> yeah. i'm still like like would you care for something a little more robust to finish off the i'm just giggling I'm yeah. like you are never not funny his voice dude is so and when he's like the the duke or whatever in parks and Rec. Yes. <laughs> well maybe we should well andy maybe we shouldn't uh maybe we should let the uh let him choose because they're his helicopters what i called it yeah he called it <laughs> yeah <laughs> my family owns that building that and that building, one that building and that, that one, one and, well, and that all of them all of them really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very funny. He's very funny. Um, yeah. Um, Suicide him, Squad. Just as his breakout, him as the roommate in Shaun of the Dead is also <laughs> yeah. just awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's very good. You know, speaking of Shaun of the Dead, I re- I went back and rewatched um because uh, Julia never seen it. We watched uh The World's End recently. Oh, great. That movie, movie is great. It really it's is fantastic. It really is fantastic. 
I think we should just start another podcast where it's Asan and Derek are talk about movies that they love and just agree with each other the entire time, which I guess is this podcast. It's kind of this podcast. It's basically this podcast, I guess. Never mind. We're doing fine. Uh, we also watched, I showed her Spaced and she loved that. We watched that. Dude, Spaced is such a hidden yes, gem. It is very good. Have you shown her um, that Mitchell and Webb look? Yet? Not yet. Not yet. Because oh, I don't know the if problem. there's a place where you can stream all of it. You can't. Oh yeah, I can't that's, find it anywhere. Yeah. So if you can find it, let me know, listeners. Yeah. If you're out there, please get at me on the Twitter and the uh, Instagrams, which I'll throw up at the end. But if you find, I know a place of where you can stream that. It is next to Key and Peel. It is my favorite, and well, Monty Python. It is my favorite sketch comedy show. Yeah, I wonder if there's Hands like a down. way if I did like a VPN, if I could get like, because I, I wonder if it's available on like a BBC streaming See, platform kind of or I'm something. Like an like an Australia or yeah. like a UK website. Yeah, or maybe just the broader European area in general. Yeah, because if I did yeah. a VPN, you, it's probably on like Australian or British Netflix or something. You yeah. know, I need to find it. That's what I want to do. Yeah, that's my goal is to find full time access to that show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you guys haven't, if you guys are out there, you can find access to it, and you haven't seen it. Please go watch Mitchell and Webb look. It has yeah. one of my favorite sketch comedy characters of all time. <laughs> it was a homeless out of his mind individual called sir digby chicken caesar who thinks he's sherlock holmes <laughs> yeah i uh i think to go back to the world's end for a second i yeah, think yeah. that is my favorite uh edgar favorite wright one? uh you know simon Pegg movie i think simon so Pegg movie or just the cornetto trilogy no i think it's my favorite simon Pegg movie honestly really um, it okay because it, it's simon Pegg dealing with like like it, I feel like that movie in particular deals with like a lot of deeper issues than some of the yeah. other ones do. Like they do, all the characters do more acting in it, right? It, it like, yeah. it, and it's really like kind of like a, it's it's kind of a like his character. It, the movie's not sad, but the character he's playing is kind of a sad Tragic. character. Oh, it's depressing. Yeah, like it's just this guy struggling to like hold on to the dream of like you know it's about a guy who peaked in high school who's like trying to who's afraid to like grow up essentially. Well, it's it's a guy who peaked in high school who's pretty much going on his last ride, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work out, he's going to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. Like, he has nothing else to live li- right. He has nothing else to live for. Mm-hmm. And so he's literally just be like, I'm going to get the guys together. We're going to have one good night out. We're going to complete this one thing that we mm-hmm. were never able to do, relive some old memories, and then I'm going to go kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, it's, I just, and I, but I love that because in the hands of a lesser director, it would have just been, about that like it would have been like yeah. you know middle-aged van wilder but yes. it's but it like it's counterbalanced by like all of his friends who have grown up and and it's not and i like it because the message of the movie is essentially like yes growing up does suck in a lot of ways but you we all have to do it and there's beauty in growing up and i just like right. i like the dichotomy of like you know of course we want to stay young forever but you can't so like yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, I like well, it. We all know, we all know some of those people who of are still course. trying to chase the dream, and you're like, bro. Yeah, I just like that just guy from Hot Tub Time Machine who's like the That's... jock in high school, and he like yep. still wears his Letterman jacket. Yeah, he's like, hey yeah. man, you you got a dollar? <laughs> What's the one from Just Friends? Where he's like, you've like five dollars, I could just like. Have. Oh no, that is from Just Friends. Yeah, just it's friends. not from yeah, Hot Tub Time goes, Machine. Yeah, he's like, you have five dollars, I can just like have (laughs) yeah there you go champ knock yourself out i could just like have (laughs) 
it's like bald and he just yeah, got exactly. his letterman's jacket on that guy that actor is great at playing those just like buffoonish characters <laughs> yeah. he's so fun i could just like um, have <laughs> yeah i will say out of the three mm-hmm. world's end is definitely the deepest yeah has the most character to it mm-hmm. um and it I becomes am. about like you know like invasion of the body snatchers which yes, like you exactly. don't see that Hot coming people. at all no it's like you're in this thing it reaches some like emotional crescendo and then all of a sudden it's like and now aliens yeah because like, that, that doesn't happen until like the last 30 minutes of the it's, movie so yeah, you're like wait yeah. what so you're living with this uncomfortable like oh this dude's just a tragic character and i know people like him and i feel for him and then yeah and then all of a sudden it's just like and now aliens like, yeah excuse me yeah, which um, is such I a beautiful say- metaphor because uh, it it is, and it's, you know, I, I don't we don't have to stay here too long, but it, it's a beautiful metaphor because it is the very thing that Simon Pegg's character is afraid of of yes. growing up and just becoming part of the crowd, like just becoming yep. another old person. You know, what yep. I mean? <laughs> it's very good. That movie's very good. <laughs> All of those movies are great. Yeah. I was gonna say, so World's End for me is probably the most emotionally impactful. But with my depression disorder, I have to be very careful when <laughs> and how I watch it. Of course, um, it's yeah. Um, so because of that, I will honestly say the most. Wa- it's it is the best. It is the most well done out of the three. Mm-hmm. I think the one, not I think I know the one that gets the most watched in in my house mm-hmm. is Hot Fuzz. Yeah, that movie is great. <laughs> so freaking good. Yeah. Sergeant Nicholas Angel. <laughs> Dude, when, he's, when he's flipping over the hedges on the trampolines. <laughs> What's the matter? Never taken a shortcut before. Bump it up. Bump it up. With the with the uh with the double sideways flip over the fence yeah. at the end. It's like clearly on a trampoline. <laughs> Dude, we need more physical comedy, man. Dude, seriously. <laughs> Speaking, oh, great comedy. Um, have you seen Mitchell's versus the Machines on Netflix? I haven't yet, but I've heard it's good. You need to watch it. You also need to buckle up because it's way more emotional than you're prepared for. Okay. Like, there were multiple times where AJ and I were on the couch crying, going like, I hate you, movie. It's animated, yeah? It is, okay. yeah. It's super animated. It's got a lot of heart in it. Voice cast is great. Really good time. But there were a couple times where we were like, I hate you, movie. Like, how dare you do this to me? I just wanted to watch a fun animated romp with a dysfunctional family about how they saved the world from all of the machines. Right. And it gives you that, but it also gives you a heartwarming, um, you know, family story. Nice. With an extra nudge, you're like, just be yourself. You're like, ah. Oh. Nice. Dude, that's 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 cool. I need to watch it. Yeah, I've heard that that's really good, so I need to check Dude, it out. anybody out there that's listening, I highly recommend that you watch it. Just basically be in an emotionally stable state before you mm-hmm. maybe don't go to therapy that day mm. yeah like maybe maybe stay home and curl up in, under a blanket and cry oh, cry no, it I out just mean, don't open any new wounds that day just yeah. be be solid and fine yeah because it's gonna yeah <laughs> um, all right i think we uh, uh i'm running up against a, a time wall here so let's okay, um well, let's... let's jump right into um the main topic uh loki Loki. Uh, Marvel's Loki on Disney Plus. Um, since last time we talked, three episodes have aired. Um, yes. As we are recording this, um, first impressions of the show. What do you What do you think about it so far? Oh, uh, actually, before we get into that, were you excited <laughs> about this show? I was 
neutral. Okay. And then not in a bad way. I just, mm-hmm. I'm like, here's where I'm at. I go, yeah, it's Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fine. You know, it's Disney, it's Marvel, it's Tom Hiddleston, it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't have to worry about it. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, it's, I was excited to see what they did with it, right? Mm-hmm. And now first impressions on the back end of the three episodes, they did exactly what I thought they were going to try and do in the vibe-wise, which is create Marvel's version of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Like you, they took the one character that com, com, almost completely one for one be their version of Doctor Who. He is a you know he's a variant that exists inside of a multiverse where there's different versions of him. He can shape shift, change his appearance, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Now I haven't and, watched I haven't watched really any Doctor Who. It, do they reference? Well, you're not a Hoovian. I'm not a Hoovian. Um, oh, not that I'm a a against it. I just it just is not. It doesn't right. exist in my frame of reference. It's only the longest running television franchise <laughs> in history. You know why would you be into that? Yeah. Being why would I? Why would I have me to care about and television that? and all things media? Yeah. You know. But well, keep going. Um, <laughs> what, so do they? Do they ever directly reference Doctor Who? Like, do they? Are there any like tongue in cheek kind of like Doctor Who references that you're aware of in this in show? Loki. Yeah. No. Okay. It's very much a vibe. It's the way it's filmed. Gotcha. Um, especially in that third episode, it's very Doctor Who, like very mm-hmm. a um, trapped on a planet, um, lots of green screen in the background mm-hmm. to try and create this mega environment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly a, a character piece, dialogue focused. And that's mm-hmm. not all Doctor Who, but there are every once in a while, there are sort of newer Doctor Who episodes where it just kind of takes it and it's more of a conversation sort of thing. Yeah, like, like a bottle yeah, episode. The, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. While they deal with a, and I'm putting this in quotes, deal with a problem that kind yeah. of is in the background. Um, yeah, it strikes me as sort of a Marvel's Doctor Who show, and I kind of like it. Like, it's kind of fun. I, I don't mean that as a criticism or, a, or like, oh, they're copying. I'm like, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a formula. Doctor Who formula has worked. Yeah, totally. Yeah, obviously. For very, <laughs> since 53, 55. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it works, right? Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's good. I like it. I like Tom Hiddleston really is allowed to shine and explore and play with his character, which I think is mm-hmm. great. Um, Owen Wilson just kills it for me. Oh, he's great. I love his. I love his character. I love the. I love the idea. I love the plot. I love the TVA, and I'm interested to see how this is the. I think more so than, more so than WandaVision. I think this is going to be the show. WandaVision introduced us to Wanda's full character set, powers, and character. And I think that Loki is going to introduce us to the, to the, um, to everything that's going to end up being the impetus for multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I'm not mad about it. I like how they handled it. I'm interested to see some of the side side characters grow a little bit more. Um, what's your phrase that plays the guard? She was also in um, Lovecraft Country. Oh, um, um... look it up. I thought I knew the name off the top of my head, and then I went for that that file folder, and my brain oh, just went. Oh, nope. uh, Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Yeah, Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Black, she's amazing. Black, Black Mirror, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's awesome. Yeah, she's um, great. She's great in everything. Uh, but yeah, so mm-hmm. actually, maybe that's is that the right person? Let me see. Yeah, I think it's who you're talking about. No, it's not. Okay, who are you thinking of? No, it's not. I will have that here in a second. Um, but yeah, I like it a lot. Um, it's just a fun show. It's fun. The episodes go yeah. by quick. I'm interested to see them get a little deeper with it. 
Yeah. But, you know, all in all, I'm good. You know, I like it. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, so I was um I was actually um pretty excited about the show. Um I was looking forward to cuz if there's any character that presents an opportunity to do things differently, um it's Loki. And so I was excited to see um the show. Um I am enjoying watching the show. I mean, I pretty much enjoy watching anything Marvel does at this point, so that's kind of a given. Yeah. Um I love the look of the show. I love that it kind of has this like I love that in American cinema, timeless typically means like mid-century. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I like that Golden they kind of, yes, I like that I like that they've leaned into sort of the mid-century kind of production design. Um, I, I do too. I think it's it, a really cool element. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Mad Men. Like everything is kind of lit. Like everything kind of has like a soft glow to it. Um, it looks really good. Um, yeah. So there's like a lot of craft going on, which I really enjoy. Um I so I'm I'm in this is one of those shows where like like WandaVision early on I'm going to hold off really intense judgment until I see more episodes because yeah. I don't think the show I get the impression that the show is like most of these Marvel shows have been is starting slow because I mean if we're being honest the ideas behind these shows probably lend themselves better to being a movie and mm-hmm. some of these episodes, especially the earlier ones, are kind of filler episodes. Um, yeah. And so they are – the show itself is a little boring, in my opinion, um, but not necessarily in a bad way, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not, like, bored in the sense of, like, I don't care about any of this. Like, it's not like that. It's more so bored and, like, huh, there's not a lot happening, but that's not yeah. necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? No, I totally mean. It. And real quick, I'm gonna. It's Wunmi Masaku. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, she's great. Um, um, yeah. So it's 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 slow. I guess is what I'm yes. saying. Like it's moving very slow. There's a little bit of a, a wheel spinning. Going yes. On, where I yes. don't feel like it's quite gotten the traction that it needs to really take off. Right. But I also felt that way about the first couple of WandaVision episodes as of well. Of course. So totally. You know, like you were saying. So it's like you know, it's kind of where I'm. Going. But part of me, and the same thing with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I. But my my complaint is on the back end. Then I go. So get to the action faster, guys. <laughs> right. Like, why do we have three hours? You know, out the, of- you know the super cool time variance authority world and like the the timekeepers and all that stuff you guys keep talking about. Like, Let's see that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the stuff you keep alluding to in yeah. dialogue and showing us like random happenings in the background. Let's explore that. Yeah. <laughs> Give it some substance as opposed to what you're doing, which yeah. is like, we're going to spin our wheels for three episodes and not yeah. do anything. And then all of a sudden gain traction on episode four or five. And then it's over after two more episodes after that. I'm right. Like, it's like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We didn't get to the good stuff until like three, four episodes in out of seven. Right. Like, bro, it's like you're complaining about the Harry Potter movies. It doesn't get good at three. That's not how that works. Right. It does, but it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like in there. And I think I think it might have to do with just like Disney as a like Marvel Studios as like a production studio doesn't really have a big background in TV. Like they just started doing TV. And so they, I mean, they obviously know how was, to do uh, movies. Was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. not good enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want? Um, <laughs> Everything. <laughs> all of it. Like, they obviously have the formula figured out for movies. Yeah. And in a movie, you typically only have to sit through about 15 to 20 minutes of setup before you start getting yeah. into the plot. 
but it doesn't really translate to a show when you have like, especially a show that has hour long episodes. That which yes. I don't think this show needs hour long episodes. Mm-hmm. If I'm being completely honest, like I'm, you know, I I enjoy having as much content as possible, but like, at I don't want you to sacrifice, you know, telling a really good tight story to have you know eight hour long episodes. If we could do, you know, if we could do really a really nice 10 30 minute episodes that feel very yeah. like concise and tight and like p- well paced i think i would take that over eight hour long episodes you know what i mean i agree i also yeah, or just do this mm-hmm. take the amount of episodes you have mm-hmm. cut them in half right or by like cut them in half or by like a quarter yeah and do take it like a true budget. miniseries yeah take the same budget yeah pump it pump do what Game of Thrones did. Take the amount of you take your season, you cut it in half, keep the same, you keep the same budget, mm-hmm. and then you're able to do it better. Right. Which, not on the storytelling, but at least for production value, they were able to do it better. Right. So that's kind of where I go with like Marvel. I'm like, if you're going to spin your wheels for three hours out of seven, <laughs> yeah. maybe just not, maybe just do four episodes, do right. like a miniseries. We don't need a seven episode, seven episode deal if it's good enough. Also, if you're going to spin your wheels for three episodes, let's just follow. Eugene Cordero as Casey walking around for like an episode. Right. Like I would have I would have much preferred that. Like I oh <laughs> like I would have much character. preferred if like the first Anytime two Anytime Eugene Cordero pops up, it's a good time. Yeah. If the first two episodes of the show was just like a workplace comedy, like I would have loved that. Like oh, <laughs> like Loki following these these random employees around like figuring out how to work at this time. Like that would have been amazing. But His there's only like five minutes of, of that. Work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, would have been great. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, man. Oh, dude, a workplace TVA comedy would be very fun. Yeah, um, but it's like, yeah, but you have the group of people <laughs> where it's like, you got the yeah, you've got the ups. That, oh god, that would be good. Where it's like, and all of a sudden, every so often, the time stream just goes wild, and they're just like, oh, dang it, right. Like, yeah, I, I would have loved if like the first episode is the first episode is like I give them a pass because they they're trying to catch people up on where Loki's been. Okay, fine. Uh-huh. The second episode I would have loved if it was like Loki is a prisoner of this place but has to work a very mundane desk job uh, mm-hmm. until they realize because when they pick up Loki they already n- are chasing a Loki and they know they need his help. It would have been right. cool to have one episode where they aren't aware of this other Loki. And so they're just like, well, we have this Loki. We know he's powerful and stuff. Well, let's make him work for us. Um, and so you right. spend an episode of him like just, hey, you're going to be, you know, you're a, a Eugene Cordero now. You're going to go do his job. And then, and basically the whole episode is him being taught against his will to do this job while he's trying to plot an escape. You know what I mean? Yes. And then the good. third episode, they figure out that's when the new Loki shows up and they're like, oh, man, hey, actually, we need your help doing this over here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it, oh, totally. It wouldn't and have I moved agree. as slow because the way no. they presented the second episode, it was kind of a variation of that. But it was like uh, I what I didn't like about the second episode, and we can get into some specifics here. If you haven't sure. watched the show, go watch it now uh, before unless you want to get super spoiled. But in the second episode, he basically spends a lot of time getting a talking to by um, Owen Wilson, which is enjoyable because Owen Wilson is great. Um, yeah, yeah. But I get what you're saying, where it, it's like we don't yes. need that. And also, I think it 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 does damage to Loki as a character because he's shown that they spend basically an hour showing that, like, hey, you're not really powerful here. 
You know what I mean? And right. and, and that's hard because like, well, he's the hero of the show. So like, he was the, he we was want the him villain to, yeah. in the Avengers. Yeah, like and I was exactly. thinking about that while I was watching episode three last night. I was like, this is the dude that negotiated with Thanos, right, to open up a portal to invade mm-hmm. Manhattan after steal. Like he was a proper supervillain. Like what happened? Yeah. And so, and so from this point on, like from that point on, like Loki's power set had just been kind of undercut and diminished for an hour. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just like, well, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to look forward to Loki using his powers because it's like you spent an hour showing us how useless they are. <laughs> exactly. And we also aren't completely sure about what his power set is. Right. Yeah, and now they keep calling it magic, and it's just like, well, that makes it feel like you're minimizing it. Like, and not just the character of like the um, uh, what's her name, Sylvie. Not even Sylvie, just yeah. her, like as a character, minimizing it. But I feel like the show is minimizing his power set. Yes, it's downplaying <laughs> freaking magic. Magic. Oh, you're just doing magic. Oh, cool. You know, it's just like after what? we had an entire intro show about nothing but magic. Right. And we're downplaying it now for yeah. some reason because it's next to like technology. I'm like, what? Like, I don't if get you it. want the show to be about Loki realizing that, like, yes, he has been using a limited version of his power set. Just he's just been he's just been aspiring to be good enough to like play tricks on people and be selfish and stuff. But he has to realize a greater power potential. If that's the show that, and he has to be broken down and shown that like, Hey, your little magic shit that you do is not cool. And you need to realize a greater power about yourself. If that's the show you're making, then great. I think that needs to be a little bit clearer though. Mm -hmm. Um, And if that's not the show you're making, then please don't, spend an hour showing us how trivial his powers are <laughs> seriously you know what also, i mean don't, i don't need to see a scene in a train where he's getting drunk with a bunch of people yeah that goes on for a few minutes like you can just make that tail end of that he doesn't need to sing an entire song a la uh, vigo mortensen in the extended cut of fellowship of the ring where he makes up a song yeah. on the spot in the film and then it made it into the film yeah but it's just what it felt like on that moment in the episode three where i was just like why are we spending <clears throat> problem that we always you and i always run into with these shows they spend so much time in areas where we don't need to spend time in right they languish in areas and they go oh i have so much time to tell the story and it's like you don't and the story that you should be telling happens later this is not the story you need to be telling this is not the story you need to spend your time on right and also too like i just feel like the hour episode is really killing them because it's i wish i want the show to focus on what Yep. They want Loki to be like what they want his character to be. Who is Loki? Because right now, I, I, like I, I'm not sure that the the people making the show really have decided who they want Loki to be and like what they want him to be in this universe. Oh, they haven't. He's and just kind of, my, of a guy. Yeah, he's just a dude that sometimes is a good guy. Yeah, but also is a very bad guy. Yeah, but like I mean, he's likable, but. Beyond that, I don't really, yeah, I don't really know. He and to be clear, Tom Hiddleston is likable. Like the character of Loki is kind of like uh, take oh, it or no, leave Tom it. Tom Hiddleston is wildly, <laughs> yeah. he's wildly charismatic, and I love that man. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, the characters Loki. I'm just kind of like there are times when I sit there and I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> right. Like other than the fact that I mean they say that they need you as the variant to help hunt the other variant, but like why are you here really? Right. Like what is yeah. the purpose? And I probably I wonder. I wonder if when they were writing these episodes, because keep in mind, these Mm -hmm. are the first three shows that they made 
you know, and so they were still trying to figure out how I think they were trying to write those episodes whilst while they were still doing the overarching planning mm-hmm. for the major part of the phase where Bucky and Sam will be a part of it. So what's going on in their world, trying to figure out what it's going to look like on the back end. And I wonder if sort of with Loki, they're not sure with direction and how his character was going to fit into the major phase that's coming later. Mm-hmm. So they kind of wrote some filler episodes up front to kind of just be like, we'll get into it and we'll introduce you and then like move on. And then like, as the show, like as time went on, when they were writing the show, they finally figured out like what they were going to do with the character like, right. towards, you know, towards the movie size. So I wonder if that isn't an element of it where they just, they weren't even really, Marvel wasn't even like Feige wasn't even really sure. Feig. I think it's wrong. Feige. Is it Feige? Yeah. Um, I always, um, I wonder if he wasn't completely sure what he wanted to do with it. Right. So he was kind of like, just write some filler episodes and then we'll, we'll figure it out on the back end. So, yeah, we'll see, which is not the way to write a show, sir. (laughs) No, it is not. Um, all right. Before we wrap up, let's get into some predictions. What do you think? Do you have any predictions about where you think the show is going? What do you think? Loki is going to use the variants and try to, yeah, I think Loki is going to figure out that he needs to, Let me figure out a way, the best way to phrase this. I have two predictions. Okay. I think through through working with Sylvie, one of two things is going to happen. Either A, Loki realizes that the multiverse needs to happen instead of a single dedicated time stream because the mm-hmm. multiverse benefits all, not just those three lizard people as he keeps talking talking mm-hmm. about them mm-hmm. the timekeepers yeah <laughs> yeah um uh i think yeah so i think there's either that's going to happen or i think he's going to through the events of the show i'm not real sure wh- what i would use as the catalyst for this but i think he use ends up getting all the variants together and then ends up creating his own version of the tva mm-hmm. so that's that's what i think that's what i think is going to happen but you know as per usual i'm probably wrong <laughs> no we're we're yeah we're probably wrong um it's marvel we're just grasping at straws that are literally made of air yeah like, it's like there's yeah. nothing yeah so yeah i i have similar predictions i think yeah because sylvie's plan is she wants to destroy the everything she like wants to destroy the timekeepers the time variance authority all of it shut it all down um shut it all down um, destroy the sacred timeline um, and her motivation is probably in hopes that it will well I actually don't think that she she thinks this I think that Loki will realize that this could mean like if if he destroys if you're able to undo the the timeline and uh, there, there's a potentiality that it could mean that you could prevent the destruction of Asgard Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to come down to a con- an internal conflict for Loki of do I let her in this act of, you know, what is essentially terrorism? Uh, right. it, do I let her do this in hopes that maybe we could save uh, maybe we could save Asgard? You know, because they're obviously right. hammering home that Loki just loves his mom. He loves Asgard. Um, that's like a theme a that, much, yeah, man. that theme is content. And that's what I think that drunk on the train scene is. Look how much Loki just misses being in Asgard drinking mead. Flawed, yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Well, he's deep down. He's broken. It's right. Like, well, you, there's other ways to communicate. <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to come down to being like, uh, do I try to save Asgard, uh, by letting her do this? Or do I try to preserve, you know, what, 
you know what existence is left because you know that's always that's all we have like if we if we're constantly trying to change the past you know we're, we're a slave to it you know what i mean like right. we, we can never move on and that type of thing so i think it's going to come down to that i think he's going to have to recruit other lokis in order to try to stop her um yep. And I think that's kind of what it's going to come down to. I think she'll recruit other Lokis to help yes, her. Yes, exactly. And there will be a big yeah. Loki fight. Big Loki battle. Because mm-hmm. they keep teasing, like, oh, there's different variants and different time streams. It's like <laughs> each of them with separate powers. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's going to come back. Right. Um, yes. Uh, and then I think, um, yeah, and then at some point she might even, she might succeed or something's going to happen that, like, causes all of the different time streams to merge and then that's how we're going to get the multiverse of madness and, and that mm. kind of stuff um so yeah maybe like she doesn't maybe she doesn't kill the timekeepers, but maybe she s- destroys the whatever the MacGuffin is that maintains the um the sacred time stream maybe she destroys right. that Something like that. Um, while because sac- it'll probably be a scene where she sacrifices herself, but never told Loki that that was part of the plan. You know what I mean? Right. One of those moments. Like this was my yeah. plan all along was to, you know, it's not about the timekeepers; it's about the time stream and blah 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 blah. And then that's yeah. how we'll get all of the crossover. And then, yeah, I'm sure Doctor Strange probably shows up somewhere in this. Um, oh, I would be shocked if he didn't. Yeah this point they keep doing things that dr strange needs to be involved in thus <laughs> setting him up to be the new tony stark for the next phase of the mcu right where i'm like okay so just let's put him in there already especially <laughs> after the run of dr strange run i've been reading i'm like oh, right. oh my gosh let's go yep. yeah so i think yeah uh i'm excited to see how it plays out i think the implications of what i think the ending of the show and the implications that it has for the rest of the marvel universe will make this all worth it that may sound like a cop-out but i don't care (laughs) no it's not a cop-out because the thing is is that everything comes together at the end of all their tv shows right minus falcon and winter soldier (laughs) yeah Um, yeah that that kind of got worse as it got towards the end (laughs) it did get thank you it did get worse i've i've been re kind of watching it on the sly and i'm like it gets worse the longer it goes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, other than that, it, it, there's always that big reveal. And it, it's like they do with the with the episodes, which spin your wheels for an hour. Last line of the entire episode. But here's the big secret. And you're like, why wasn't that the subject of the entire episode? <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're just dropping it, like peppering it in at the end. And then you're like, okay, credits. I'm like, come on, man. Like you can't. <laughs> can't just do that to me yeah exactly it's like this is how we hook you for next week it's like no but if you just made the episode about that thing and explored that that whole thing and made that right. the topic of the episode you'd have more i'd be more interested in it right you know i don't know it's kind of i am tired of marvel shows mm-hmm. like even wandavision got this way i'm tired of w- watching marvel shows that i can be on my phone while they're on right. and not have to pay attention to them. right like let's because the movies you have to pay attention to yeah not all the movies but most of them this one it's a little like these shows i'm like i don't want my brain to be able to do both things at once like i need you to like really lock it down i you know what you know what is crazy and (coughs) excuse me excuse me call me crazy but i think um i'm now hopeful i'm now looking more optimistically towards um black widow because i think having a nice concise you know 
hour and a half, two hour, mm-hmm. you know, Marvel action espionage superhero movie will be a nice palate cleanser from all the TV shows. Sure. I, I, you know, like it'll be nice to just see a beginning, middle, and end happen in two hours, and you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I know what you're talking about, and I agree with you. You know what I mean? I do. Um, I do. It's, it's not that it's bad, but it's also like, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I, I don't know. I, I am, I'm on the fence about Black Widow. Yeah, I want it to be good. But I also just am like, she's just not. They didn't really do a whole lot with her to make me want to like like her character, right? Of course, the beginning and now I just don't care. Yep. Like her death scene, no mm-hmm. impact. I just went, cool. So grab the gem and uh, go finish <laughs> the job now. Yeah. And why are you crying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's just, that's just kind of where I got. Also, it, did you cut like, your hair? You're talking yeah, to Hawkeye I, in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> also, did you, did you do something to your head? That's a wicked tattoo, by the way. Yeah. Got a new look. I like it. Um, All right, man. I actually got to run. But uh, real quick, where can people right. find you online? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Cinephile84, C-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-E-8-4 on Instagram and at Derek underscore Nickel, D-E-R-E-K underscore N-I-C-K-E-L on Twitter. Great. You can find me uh, at Asan the DJ across social media at A-H-S-O-H in the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular on social media and at weeklyregular.com or wherever you find your podcast. Derek, thank you so much for being on the show. Let's do it again. Oh, my pleasure. Hey, let's do that uh, live review show of uh, Flavortown. I am super down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. I will see you All soon, right, and we will see y'all next week. Next week.